Turns out that all ten of his kids are being played by Eddie Murphy. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Play it, Doc. Play it. Live from Studio C, senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This Thursday, the 30th of August, the year of our Lord, 2018. This morning, we're under the tutelage of General Manager Us. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty doing our final show in our first 20 years of talk radio. First, uh, last live show. Okay. And uh, this morning, Jack Free. 100% Jack Free for your safety. Uh, as he, uh, well, he'll, he'll be back. He's fine. He's great. Ah, uh, in keeping with our, our 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 motto, our credo, our, our our religious convictions, let's introduce everyone on the squad, huh? Starting with board operator Michelangelo. He makes the uh, trains run on uh, run on time. You know who else they said that about Michael? Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Nazi Germany. That's right. That's right, Michael. <laughs> What do you think of that? I, I just wanted to hint at it. So, right, right, exactly. Right. So, what's up, my brother? How you doing? I, I'm doing great. I was just thinking about, you know, you guys have been on the air for 20 years, and I've been with you for 18 and a half of that. So, uh, it, oh, you know, it's astounding to me. I, you're I just, still the new guy, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I just remember them saying, you're just going to fill in for a few days, and I never looked back. Mm. Well, yeah, just a quick point of clarification. Jack and I were doing a show together, this is um, 92, 1992? Yeah, for six years before we started this show. Yeah, it's um, talking up records? Yep. Yeah, kind of, although <laughs> we did one of those uh, not much music morning shows. You play a record now and again. Um, man, we were blessed by a couple of our bosses through the years, one of whom we're going to talk to later on this morning. Um you know, well, maybe we'll talk about this more later. But our first gig together in Wichita at uh, an oldies station, the boss said, if people tune over in the morning, I want them to hear you, not music. And we thought, wow, seriously, this is our first gig together. It was unbelievable to be granted that much you know, freedom, creative freedom. 
And, you know, I'll always be grateful for that. He's a friend of yours, right, Marshall? An old friend of yours, Dennis? Oh, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Kincaid. Kincaid. Uh, crazy as a hoot. Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but really, yeah, very much Everybody so. in radio is crazy. Yeah, a little or a lot. Yep. But uh, you know what? A good heart and a good soul. Yep. And I'll always be grateful to him. Uh, anyway, have you uh, said what you wanted to say yet, Michael? Yeah, it was just, you know, the 18 and a half year. I oh, just yeah. remember that I'll never forget the, the April Fool's joke um, that you guys pull. I had been with you for like maybe a month. <laughs> That's right. And you said, you know what? We, we just, we're not sure this is going to work out. As a matter of fact, I think we're just going to quit right well, now. Well, we started yelling at each other. Yeah. And, and we on, faked on like. On the air? Yes. yes. On the air <laughs> during the show. And we faked a bitter, bitter argument, and I stormed out. Yeah. And then Jack said, essentially, towel with it. I'm not standing here like an idiot. And, and he just, left, too. <laughs> they just left me in studio. With the mic open. <laughs> Michael, you take it. Yeah, and mind you, I, I hardly know these guys at this point. You know, I've just started. Was, why would we do something like that? That's terrible. <clears throat> I'd like to apologize, Michael. <laughs> Apologies long overdue. Uh, let's see. Uh, there he is. His uh, smile lights up the room as positive. Sean, what's up, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, life is about choices. Would you like to hear about a proposal to shave 24 minutes off of a baseball game? Or would you like to hear about an English boat battle over scallops? Oh, wow. I am. I have been watching too much baseball lately. I, in fact, I gave it up for Lent, even though it's not Lent. Um, and I love, 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 love baseball. The scallop fight sounds like some sort of fishing rights dispute. Uh, boring at its core. Let's go with the nation's pastime. All right. An academic game theorist and a computer scientist have proposed a rule that they uh, would say shaves 24 minutes off the average nine-inning game. It's called the catch-up rule, and, and here's how it works. So when the game is tied, everything's normal. Three outs per side. But as soon as one team gets a lead, you only get two outs per side. Is that too shaking? Is it too different? From what we are, and is it is the juice worth the squeeze? Is changing the game that much worth just shaving about a half an hour off a game? That's an insane idea. All right. And they should mind their own damn business. <laughs> Take that academic game theorist and computer scientist. Well you'd have to you'd have to start it at the end of an inning, obviously, otherwise it would be unfair. That's probably what they're proposing. Right. But uh, no, that's a dumb idea. Uh, how, how about <laughs> rule? How about this instead? Every hitter in the major leagues, your various protectors are precisely where they were 15 <laughs> seconds ago when you strapped them on. Get back in the box and either swing or don't swing, but quit fiddling with your gear. You're all like a bunch of superstition natives squatting and, and worshiping some sort of sun god. You're so superstitious. With your, oh, I got to do that twice and that twice and reach out and do that twice. And you pitchers, get on the mound and throw. Yes? And until you actually need to get on a horse and joust with the first baseman in order to make it to first right. base, how about you just stop wearing a suit of armor when you step up to the plate in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that would help, too. Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Hello, Marshall. Hi there. I am doing very well. Congratulations on your 20-year anniversary. Thank and, you, kindly. Uh, I just learned something very interesting this morning. You know, I've been with Armstrong and Getty, the show, for 12 and a half years. Wow. And like Michelangelo... I remember you guys asked me, ah, Marsh, could you fill in for a few days? Uh, and then a few days passed. Uh, could, you, could you fill in for another few days? I realized oh, something. Oh, a news guy. I thought you I was, for us. I thought uh, we're, no, I no was, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was never formally hired. No company memo ever sent. <laughs> I am sensing a real pattern here. I mean, I'm sorry. He was never officially with us. 
You know, Marshall, everyone's a temp, if you think about it. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Sunrise, sunset, etc. <laughs> that yeah. is very true. Yeah, wow. Well, lucky to have the team we have, and we don't see a, say it enough. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's because Jack isn't here, and I'm the suffocatingly sincere one. I'm letting my <laughs> my freak fra- flag fly. There you go. All right, let's begin the show so now Welcome officially. aboard, Marshall. Well, yeah, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You know Thank what, Marshall? You, you know what, damn it? You're Thank hired. You. All right. You're hired. You want to do hey, the news? Sure. That's great. Congratulations, right. Marshall. Thank you very much. Show John. up again uh, whenever we do our okay, next show, whenever that is. I can't remember next week. All right, let's begin the show now officially according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. The, the subway system. The has been controlled by the states since 1965. Can you stop interrupting? Can you stop can you stop lying? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you do. Oh, good one. Oh. <laughs> Takes one to know one. I'm rubber your glue. <laughs> oh, boy. Got her there. Got her there. <clears throat> wow. That's one of those uh, one of those fights where you can't decide who you want to womp the hell out of the other one. Right. A couple of unsavory characters. I'll give her points for being smart and sincere. I find her, her, her policies absolutely abhorrent. Dangerous, disgusting, misguided, near insane. But at least she's not a lying crook that Cuomo is. We'll have a. We got another clip or two of that uh, battle royale. It's New York, so we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to care. Well, plus it's you know one of your most populous states. So she was on a TV matter. show. Yeah, that's a good point. I stand corrected. Stand corrected. You as soon as you're on a TV show, what? Your brain is candy-coated. All right, play How's that TV show of yours going? Yeah. Really? My own business, Laura. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, what are our headlines this morning? Well, i got to tell you, the hottest political race in the country just got hotter and more personal. The McCain family's snubbing Palin, and we've got an update on San Francisco Airport's whizzing cabbies coming up minutes from now. If they were only whizzing, that would be a problem, Marsh. <sighs> What's San Francisco's? Is there an official slogan? You'd think I'd know that. I mean, the city by the bay is the nickname, yeah. or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But Poop City. Poop City, I here mean, we come. <laughs> be earned honestly. Yeah. Crapping cabbies. Swear to God. All right, that and much more. We have mailbag in a moment or two and all sorts of good stuff. Some great guests for you this morning. Please do stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for the cracker, Michael. One of my favorite bands of all time. Underappreciated. No, not Uncle Cracker. Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> cracker, as in Polywanta. Right. The great, great California rock and roll band. David Lowry, Johnny Hickman, at all. Love Cracker. Mailbag. So, uh, a quick note. Well, I'll hold off on a quick note. First of all, uh, frequent correspondent Mr. Casey near Portland with a note from Marshall Phillips, who uh, joins us uh, yes. for Mailbag. Hey, Marshall, a new study has shown that the hands of the barista who snapped the lid on your pumpkin spice latte 
are dirtier than a Burning Man bicycle seat, <laughs> but not as dirty as the glass on your cell phone. <laughs> it is really a lovely, lovely little parody of yes, Marshall's yes, various yes. studies. Yes, he's referring to the uh, PSL. You know, that's what we hipsters call the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> the PSL. Please remember that, my friends. Uh, the rest of us just call it a hot milkshake. <laughs> Hipster milkshakes. Everybody's got to be somebody. Uh, oh, so a quick note on the catty bosses, the queen bee syndrome, etc. Oh, yeah. Women in the workplace, the topic uh, that we uh, considered yesterday for a while and got just mountains of reaction. We will have a special uh, reaction fest. We got so many notes and, and thoughts and uh, comments a little later on in the show. I will share this from Holly in Utah. It's funny how you guys sounded surprised about how nasty women are to each other, but I wouldn't really expect anything different. You only see the sugar, but can you see how the feminization of society has made us all more bitchy? Yeah, welcome to our world, where each cat is clawing its way to the top, ripping you to shreds in the process. Whoa! Woo! Well, it gets back to my Buddha-like repetition of my Buddha-like principle. Yes. That balance is the key to the universe. It's the key to everything. To be anti-woman or demeaning to women, to discriminate against women, is sick, it's toxic, it's unhealthy. Meanwhile, to be pro-woman, and that makes you believe you have to be anti-man, is every bit as sick and weird. The whole toxic masculinity. If anybody's so much as like straight and wants to have intercourse with a woman that's considered like the toxic, it's all sick. But, you know, that gets back to my other great theory. Yeah. I really ought to, got to put my theories in a book. Right. Yeah. It'll be thin yeah. and will sell poorly. But I'm going to do it. My other theory is the, the Joe Getty careening society principle, which is that every society is constantly on the move from left to right, right to left, okay. um, freedom to oppression and backing in, et cetera, et cetera. And you may hit a sweet spot briefly, but it will not last because you keep going and and, and it's like a you know it's it's like a a semi truck that's got incredibly bad steering, and all it does is overcorrect, <laughs> and, and all it tail. does is careen from one guardrail <laughs> into the other one. Meanwhile, wiping out various uh, innocent commuters as it goes back and forth. That is what America is, and that is what most societies are. Anyway. Buy my book. Some of the proceeds will go to charity. By some, some. I mean not many. Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Steve in Aberdeen, South Dakota. We already have a national show. I've never been to South Dakota. Jack was born in South Dakota. I've never been there. That's on my list of states I need to get to. I'm trying to convince Judy we ought to buy an RV, but I'm always trying to convince her of something, and that's just, she's still at the eye-rolling phase. Uh, good morning, gents, right, Steve in Aberdeen. I saw a report that stated that by 2045, California, Cal Unicornia, plans to be completely free of using fossil fuels. How is that going to work for the crony train? Are they going to then have to spend more tax dollars to change how the train is powered? Well, Steve, you idiot, you know nothing about, uh, about uh, progressive uh, energy systems. The train will be uh, powered by unicorn farts. And the tears of prepubescent mermaids. You've got to get them before they hit puberty, the mermaid tears, because they get too salty uh-huh. after they develop breasts. Uh-huh. So uh, there you go, Steve. That's the plan. Actually, uh, you know, I was reminded that the uh, the Crony Express, the bullspit train, the brown doggle, uh, is, is supposed to be an electric train. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, where are you going to get the electricity from? Solar and wind. I'm sure that's Correct. what they'd say. And unicorn farts. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I, I want to do a little, um, a little featurette on the original proposition that launched the Bullspit train. Um, and how it reads presently like an hilarious work of fiction. They violated absolutely every promise made to the voters by law that they had to keep. And, you know, the reason I'm going to do that is not because everybody's a California voter who listens to the show, because that's far from true, but because it illustrates the, the, the momentum and the impenetrability of big government once it gets started. All right, moving along. Uh, Sandy says, it's been uh, years since I've contacted you. Wow, we've missed you, Sandy. Still an avid listener to your wonderful radio show. Kind of you to say. A few moments ago, I watched the evening news and was taken back uh, back by what I heard. There was a human headless torso found in a fish tank in an apartment in San Francisco. Yeah, we, we talked about that yep. story. The TV reporter said the police are not calling it a homicide. Do they think the guy fell into the fish tank while feeding his very hungry fish and they ate his head? I thought you would find this interesting. Like, it seems clear, Sandy. You're, you're not the, the fan, the student of police work that I am. It's, it seems clear. That he uh, committed suicide by sawing off his own head, then crawled into the fish tank uh, to hide the body. It's a classic case, really. I see it all the time. Yeah, right. right. If you're a hardened uh, detective like we are. Yeah. Not a homicide. You know, there were squatters in the house, right, yes, Marsh? Correct. Um, or People going in and out of the house yeah, 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 for yeah, a number yeah. of days. I wonder if they've talked to the uh, the squatters and um, the squatters said... Uh, yeah, we the dude was dead. No, no, they, they would still. You'd have to investigate into homicide. You got a bunch of squatters who toss a dead body in a fish tank. You don't take their word for how the body got there. Right. Yeah, that's very strange. Maybe thing. they had an honest face. Uh, I, it's also possible that um, the TV reporter had no idea what they're talking about, Sandy, uh, because they're generally empty-headed little cuties. Generally, not exclusively. Uh, the Texas Blue Wave. Ryan from Houston writes, since moving to Texas nearly 15 years ago, I've been hearing about the blue wave that will sweep through the, tex- the state every election cycle, and it stays as red as the steak that comes from Texas cows. So I won't be shocked if Ted Cruz wins handily and the blue wavers are left scratching their heads. Oh, blah, 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 blah. P.S. Amazing. With one year since Hurricane Harvey and my street was up to my waist in water, this year I need to water my lawn. Anyway, oh and two. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, let's see, how much time do we have? we got a couple minutes, right? Yeah. Mark, uh, Mike, Mike, a minute 30. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. Uh, on the topic of Burning Man, Al Anonymous writes, Guys, fag for the last couple of years here. Uh, friend of Armstrong and Getty. Far from being a bunch of peace-loving folks who want to just go and party in the desert, Burning Man has been a disaster for Northern, Cal- Northern Nevada. The uh, locals actually play a game, homeless or Burning Man. Find a night <laughs> of the open road and pick one. <laughs> Pro tip, Burning Man attendees have fake pink fur glued to their bikes. Then he sends along a couple of law enforcement videos. Uh, anyway, I could go on with links and stories of drug-fueled mayhem, but like you guys mentioned, it's kind of like a small Florida town on spring break. Yes, people come here and spend money. They are also total a-holes to locals along the way, leave trash everywhere on their way out, um, and bring massive amounts of drugs and associated crime to our community, etc., etc. So, uh, according to Al there... Who signs off B-A-W-A-B-M, build a wall around Burning Man. Uh, It's like the old joke about lawyers. 98% of them give the others a bad name.
Marsha Phillips has our news in moments. We've got uh, a, a big stinking report on Google and government and how they fit together. A lot of good stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Hope you're well. If you're not well, hope you're better soon. See if we can cheer you and or inform you this morning. Marshall Phillips has the news to do just that, Mark. Hottest political race this fall because it's being seen by a lot of people as a contest between a Bernie Sanders-backed candidate and a Donald Trump-supported candidate. It is Florida's uh, race for governor. Well, and what's really exciting, Marshall, is that it's already turned stupid. Yes. (laughs) Florida's Democratic candidate for the governor says the monkey comment by his Republican opponent is straight out of the president's handbook. Andrew Gillum's sake. Andrew Gillum appearing. Andrew, you've just made real racist jobs easier. Keep calling stuff that isn't racism racism, because then you can't call anything racism. Andrew Gillum appearing on MSNBC. It's very clear uh, that Mr. DeSantis is uh, taking a page directly from the campaign manual of Donald Trump. Uh, But I think he's got another thing coming to him. If he thinks that in today's day and age, Florida voters are going to respond to that level of derision and division, they're sick of it. All right. Positive Sean. You mentioned it to me via text on my way in this morning. Our, our news clip service, tell me what you tell the folks what you told me. Yeah, so it was 12 of the top 16 stories were each different people being interviewed on various shows covering that very topic. The monkey thing. Yes. 12 yes. of the top 16 clips were on that fake story. Folks, uh, here, here's where I sidle up to the jury box. Yes. Say, folks, <laughs> I tell you what, I think that's all you need to know to decide the case is the media just crazy about conflict and accusations of racism? If they sniff anything like that, they go wild. Number one, because a good race fight really gets a lot of eyes and ears. Yeah. And number two, because there are a lot of young people who've been trained to, with the IQ of like 60 level IQ, to say, uh, that's a racist thing. I saw a racist thing. I saw a racist thing. And, and they all say, good job, good job, good job. I saw another racist thing. There's a great video that people sent us about twice a day uh, called Modern Education, and it's misspelled. I think it's an Aussie piece or a, or a New Zealand uh, piece about um, the, the scary ignorance of the, the whipped-up mob. Right. And, and that's what this is. It's just dumb. Anyway, Marsh, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, Gillum is Florida's first African-American candidate for governor from a major party. On Tuesday, his opponent, Congressman Ron DeSantis, warned Florida voters. This is the comment that stirred everything up. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda. Now, the uh, Democrats are saying this is nothing but racist whistleblowing. (laughs) Nothing but racist whistleblowing. Dog whistles. And Gillum said uh, that uh, they no longer do whistle calls. They're now using bullhorns to get their message across. Yeah, right. Well, I I think the valid criticism of him for this is I I don't think he's a racist, but I think he's an idiot for not recognizing the potential minefield that 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 verbiage 
put out, and it's yeah, it, maybe. It, and it's a stupid context that we exist in well, where you have to think about that. But to not understand how that will be the story for the next twenty four hours is silly. Well, it, but it's fake. I mean, the guy just won the previous night. He's sleep deprived. He says we've got this incredible record of success. We don't want to monkey with it. And he, but he used the expression right. awkwardly, and right. he, you know. I don't, God, do we not have any real problems in the United States of America? We're arguing about this S. A service honoring the late Senator John McCain is going to be held this morning. That's going to be at North Phoenix Baptist Church. You're going to have former Vice President Joe Biden speaking at that ceremony. Friday, McCain's body lies in state at the U.S. Capitol, and that will be before Saturday's service at the National Cathedral. Yeah, former uh, Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama giving the eulogies at McCain's request. Two people who will not be there, that'll be President Trump. McCain made it plain he didn't want him there at all. And now, according to reports, Sarah Palin has not been invited to the funeral services. Most people haven't been invited to the funeral services. <laughs> yeah, but here's more of the, the, the media trying to stoke the fires of... Of conflict. Here's the only story here. No matter what I accomplish in the rest of my life, do not schedule me meetings post-mortem. Post-mortem. I do not oh. want to have a schedule after I die. I barely want to do it when I'm alive. <laughs> right. And even after I'm... It still keeps going. Sorry, you, Senator. we got to get you to uh, Tennessee now. No, Tennessee. I'm, I'm supposed to be in the afterlife. I'm supposed to... No, I got I got this thing I got to go to. No, thanks. Officials at San Francisco International Airport say they are going to have more patrols. More patrols are being added to the airport's taxi parking lot to crack down on the cabbies who are increasingly urinating and defecating in the open. Oh, boy. Poop City, San Francisco. Oh, uh, we did come up with San Francisco's motto, Oro en Paz, Fierro en Guerra, which is gold in peace, iron in war. The, <laughs> That's the, some Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really? San Francisco's real motto ought to be sheltering illegals who kill people and crap on the streets. Gold in peace, iron in war. Please. San Francisco's cold senior... Cold in the streets. Please. Hookers on Stockton. San Francisco's... Um, anyway. uh, San Francisco International Senior Transportation Planner Seth Morgan sent in an interview or an email last week that they sent out to taxi drivers calling the outdoor urination and defecation is creating a health hazard and it is getting worse and worse and warned them not to do it anymore. You know, uh, <laughs> Marshall, is, stop it. as you may recall, I studied political science and economics yes. during my college years and it strikes me that it finally occurred to me what this is. This is a Keynesian plot, a big government plot to stimulate the economy of San Francisco. People crapping everywhere. Now you got those $185,000 a year salary and benefits people running around picking up the human feces in San Francisco. You got the cabbies who are probably urged to, to do this. So now you've got enhanced poop patrollers. It, or, or additional Expansion. poop patrollers at yeah. SFO. Yep. And, and obviously, you got to have somebody clean it up as well. It's just padding the government payroll. This is a plot by the SEIU. But the, the commie <laughs> unions are, my God, they're probably putting, like, laxatives in people's food at work. Cause more pooing. God. All right, my friends, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There you go, Squawky, watch out. Oh, no, right? You'd think he'd have figured that out by now. Well, we keep moving the bell on him. It's not really fair. All right. (laughs) That joke may have run its course. Yes. We'll see. 
Bruce Orr dragged in front of Congress the other day, testified for seven hours. You recognize that name? He's a Justice Department official. He's married to one of the gals who worked for Fusion GPS that worked on the Trump dossier. And she was involved with the Russians. She was also tasked with digging up anti-Trump stuff. And Congress had a lot of questions for Mr. Orr. Uh, We have a report on that. It is really intriguing. Let's see. Some bullet train to nowhere stuff. Oh, reaction to the Queen Bee topic. Uh, A lot of good stuff to come. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're trying to get a boycott of In-N-Out going. Whoever they are and whatever they're doing it, I'm prepared to resist it in the streets and do whatever it takes to make sure the beloved hamburger chain is not damaged. I am prepared to eat astonishing amounts of beef <laughs> to the point of risking my own life to defend that fabulous, fabulous eatery. So more on that to come. Reaction to the big queen bee topic of yesterday. Homeless man given a home. Now he's suing the people who gave it to him. And the twist is, they have it coming. <laughs> he should be suing them. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, this report on uh, the best uh, hard news show in America, special report with Brett Baer, uh, about the uh, one of the possible outcomes of the uh, Mueller investigation. And I will tell you this, uh, the bulk of the Mueller investigation is how does Russia mess with us, period. Because there's no partisan opportunity for partisan griping and fighting and hating each other, people aren't as into that because of our national obsession with arguing about Trump. I'm compelled because of the way I make my living to listen to cable news and news radio. And the the percentage of the time that people are just bitching at each other about Trump is astonishing. Uh, you know, it's a great national conversation, I guess, but there are other things happening, and we ought to be paying attention to them anyway. Uh, so the, the campaign collusion thing is absolutely an aspect of the Mueller uh, investigation. What they come up with, I'm curious to see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something funky going on. Maybe not. Um, it will absolutely, uh, I would be shocked, 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 shocked. If it were anything illegal or treasonous, I think it might just be dirty and a little underhanded and that sort of thing in the way that politics is. Um, but we'll see. I've got an open mind about that. On the other hand, if old man Mueller is as thorough and, and, and smart and even-handed as some people claim he is, including uh, Lindsey, or not Lindsey Graham, um, uh, Trey Gowdy, if he's as, as, as reliable as Trey Gowdy says he is, I have a feeling that his uh, his arrows are going to be shot in a number of different directions. And I think one of those arrows might hit one Bruce Orr square in the belly. He was on Capitol Hill the other day. Here's a report on Brett Bear's show about it. 
One of the Americans behind the infamous Trump dossier was on Capitol Hill today trying to explain the complicated web of intrigue and information surrounding that document. The fact that Bruce Orr is still a high-ranking Justice Department official and his wife worked for the company behind the dossier made the situation, as you can imagine, even more precarious. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Harris reports from Capitol Hill. With the closed-door deposition underway, Republican lawmakers said Orr told his FBI contacts there were issues with the Trump dossier and its author, former British spy Christopher Steele, who had an anti-Trump bias. Sources tell Fox News the evidence suggests the National Security Court was kept in the dark when it authorized a surveillance warrant for Trump campaign aide Carter Page. Not only did the FBI know that the dossier was unverified, but they also knew that there was real credibility issues. Another lawmaker said Orr's answers about the timing and handling of the dossier do not line up with other witnesses, including former FBI lawyer Lisa Page, who sent anti-Trump texts, and Glenn Simpson, whose firm Fusion GPS was paid by the DNC and Clinton campaign for the anti-Trump research. There are a number of factual conflicts, either Bruce Orr's lion or Glenn Simpson's lion. And in another circumstance, either Bruce Orr's lion or Lisa Page's lion. After the FBI FBI fired Steele as a source over his media contacts. Documents show Steele used Orr as a back channel to maintain contact with the Bureau and pass along information. Orr's wife, Nellie, worked for Fusion GPS on Russia. Lawmakers point to a financial conflict. Although Bruce Orr uh, would appear to claim to be uh, without partisan, his wife, since 2015, knowingly worked on the fine dirt on Trump, try to make this connection with the Russians, uh, for which she was paid, and he didn't properly disclose. Your deposition concluded here just an hour ago after seven hours of grilling. Democratic lawmakers did not attend, leaving the questioning to their staffers and lawyers. Which I find very interesting. I don't think that was a protest move. Um, just to comment on that last thing. I think that was a, this guy is a bomb about to go off. He's dirty and we don't want to be seen as defending him. Um, just a, you know, a quick note on this. I'm not an advocate, a strong advocate on one side or the other like a lot of people are on various aspects of this. Like the, the whole dossier thing. The reason that a lot of people are really hardcore um, saying it's it's unreliable, it was lies, et cetera, and why that's important is that was a large part of the basis for the uh, the FISA court ruling that you could spy on, tap uh, Carter Page. And by extension, people Carter Page talked to, including the Trump campaign. Um, you know, I've read a lot about it. I think it's a wobbler. I think they had, you know, they could certainly make the case, well, Carter Page met with a bunch of Russians, and he's kind of a halfwit, and we thought they were trying to exploit him. I don't think those of you who are, like, hardcore anti-dossier are going to get a win on that one. I just don't think you are. Um, And I could be wrong. Um, The FBI absolutely did things like, well, we have this bit of information, and it's not really uh, reliable, but... Uh, Also, multiple media accounts are saying the same thing, except it turns out the FBI was the source for those media accounts. So the same unreliable piece of information was just trotted out in different form as justification for getting that uh, that uh, FISA court ruling that the, the warrant. So, you know, I'm not sure where that one ends, but it's pretty hinky. But the whole Bruce Orr thing, the fact that it would appear 
that a high-ranking Justice Department official was feeding information to Fusion GPS, which was a hired gun of the Hillary campaign, while in touch with Russian oligarchs, because he was in a big three-way conversation with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS and this Russian oligarch, whose name I don't recall, but you wouldn't remember it anyway, and obviously I haven't, um, something very odd was going on there. As his wife is getting paid to work with the Russians to discredit Donald J. Trump. Now, whether it's the big, organized, widespread, deep state thingy, or whether Bruce Orr was just on the take, or whether Hillary and company were really, really cozy with ways uh, with Russians, rather, in, in ways that have not yet uh, been fully lit, I don't know, but I tell you what, if you're if you're a Democrat or a lefty or a Hillary campaign fan or whatever, boy, that had to be disappointing for you. Huh? You remember election night? <laughs> anyway, if you're a Hillary fan, um, I would not assume for a single second that Mueller's gaze is only going to fall upon Trump and his fellas, because that's some weird hinkiness with the or. I don't have time to go into it, but I, I read a bunch of his um, his emails. Um uh, back from 2016, and um, they they really really hint that something was going on. Um, so anyway, all right. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll we'll follow that as time goes by. Uh, old man Mueller, I I swear to God, I just like to get him as much uh, budget and as many people as he needs to wrap this dang thing up, so America can move on. New national pastime arguing about Trump. And, you know, related topics. All right, so the big react to the uh, Queen Bee discussion of yesterday is coming up uh, in the next hour or so. We're going to talk to Adam White, a research fellow at the Hoover Institution, about uh, his big article, Google.gov. Amid growing calls to break up Google, are we missing a quiet alignment between smart government and the universal information engine? Google and government, hand in hand, what does it mean? Stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show.